0: Marvelous one, they say if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere, but that wasn't the case for our Chicago Cubs, who ran into some old friends in Anthony Rizzo and Glaber Torres, but have dropped two of three, and as of this recording, are about to play game three in the Bronx. This is coming off a bad end of that St. Louis Cardinals series we were talking about last week on the Sports Cubicle, and a rain out slash a loss to the horrible Baltimore Orioles it's the marvelous one Dan Marver it's Devin Tingle Paul Shavari myself Mike Mercado the marvelous one joining us on location right now and he's been watching all the games he's been seeing every pitch marvelous one you see what happened in the Bronx was just is more of the same for you watching this Cubs team was there over the last week seeing how they were competitive with the Cardinals and seeing some rookies come up, some things kind of heading their way. Were you surprised that they laid an egg, especially the second game of the series in New York, or is this just what you thought was going to happen when they played a buzzsaw like the Yankees?
1: I guess in the case of Swarmer, nobody knew what he what he had, and now the Yankees knew what he had. I guess <laughs> so. <laughs> so there was it was no contest. Uh, in game the game the game one was an extra inning game, and it's just the uh, way it goes. But. Uh, Swarmer obviously uh, didn't perform as well in his second start as he did in his first. So uh, it is what it is with Swarmer. So, uh, but, you know, it, 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 we'd expected them to be uh, struggling you know, this year to maybe get anywhere near 500. So it's not shocking. But I will say one thing I always criticize Major League Baseball for their scheduling. The Baltimore makeup game will be immediately after they've played a series against the Nationals. That's actually brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I you know, think it's San Diego and Atlanta coming up. It's 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 just going to be a struggle all year. I hope nobody expects you know much more from them. I mean, they're you know they they've had a lot of injuries too, but yet uh, uh, it, they just don't seem to have what it takes to be a winning ball club yet. Particularly in the pitching end, it's too inconsistent. And they, the young kids look good one time, then good, not good another. And now, you know, Stroman's hurt and Hendricks is inconsistent. So it's just not uh, looking like a fantastic uh, summer for the Cubbies.
0: <laughs> and you know, Sorry so you're no, and you've been saying this. You know, you've had your coaches hat on, you've had your scouting eye on for this team, and seeing where they're projecting over the next few years. So it looks like this year there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. The goal, I guess, is to be 500 if you're this team after you've made all your trades and whatnot. But knowing what we know now and how much they're struggling, the countdown. Knowing that Wilson Contreras and the Cubs agreed to arbitration, so that's all done. But knowing full well that he is on the market, he is the next guy to be moved. Do you think it's sooner rather than later, or do you think they're going to wait for somebody to be desperate to have such a dynamic, hitting catcher who could do so much for your organization? It's just a matter of time, Mm -hmm. right, until Wilson is gone.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be much like last year where it's going to be for prospects. I was hoping maybe somebody that could contribute right away. But uh, I think that Wilson is going to be moved for for prospects uh, at at the trade deadline.
0: Are you enjoying the process of how they're going at it? We watched what happened from, let's say, 2010-11 all the way to 2016. How they were going for positional players. They were going for five-star athletes. They were going for guys that they could fill a lineup with. But it seems like Jed and this new regime are going for arms. They want young arms. They want as many as they can get, not only for their starting rotation, but to flip these guys because we all know the commodity of arms is at a premium in Major League Baseball right now. So are you more confident seeing how they're going about it compared to the original regime that this all started from, the original foundation? Or are you concerned that they're a little too focused on a a position where Tommy John surgery is almost guaranteed? (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, it's, it's, it, apparently, and, and this is true, that the, the big acquisition for that 2016 team was a free agent in the name of John Lester. And uh, mm-hmm. they may need to do something like that again to have a foundation pitcher uh, that, that, you know, strengthens their rotation and, and can, can win consistently. So that that's what they need. I mean, uh, I thought that with Hendricks and Stroman, they might have that foundation, but that's not what's happening right now. <laughs> so I think they need to uh, get a... Uh, a seasoned pitcher to uh, strengthen the rotation.
0: Is there anybody on this team right now that you think will be on a playoff Mm -hmm. roster? I like say Suzuki. We got to see how that finger heals. We know he's not going to be around for a little bit. I think Marcus Stroman one way or another was a really good acquisition because of the years and the amount of money they paid for him. So I don't know if he'll actually be part of this team or bring in pieces to be part of that, that big, that next playoff Cubs team. But is there any, is it like morale? Is there anybody on this team, Nico Horner, Nick Magico? Is there anybody on this team that you think is going to be in the playoff roster a year or two from now? Well, it's
1: hard to say because um, you never know. It's like, Mm -hmm. look at Atlanta last year. The the team that went to the playoffs is not the team that they had in June. (laughs) Great point. So sometimes, yeah, sometimes uh, if you're in a buying mode, uh, things look a lot different. But uh, it looks like the Horner's in for for the long stretch to me. And, I don't know if wisdom and Schwindel are one-year wonders, but uh, uh, they might be a foundation, you know, which is surprising to me based upon the fact that they were career minor leaguers. (laughs) So, you know, it, 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 you know, it, and, uh, you know, it seems to me as though they do need some additional strength in the outfield. I mean, Suzuki. I don't know what did he did he electrocute his finger? I mean, this seems like a long time. I know,
0: yeah, yeah. (laughs) for a
1: finger. So, but. he he could he will be a piece for the long term too. So I think that that's the foundation. I mean they have some other people that are going to be in and out, but I I think they still need uh, some additional uh, veteran help, some free agents. I mean uh, they have you know they have guys like Ortega out there in the outfield and uh, Hayward, is at the end of his career. But uh, all in all, I think they they need some additional pitching support at the starting end and 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 some seasoned. Uh, Big leaguers, I think, is going to be the key. Even with the uh, with the Rizzo Bryant group, with, with Schwarber and such, uh, they, uh, they had some additional season major leaguers that came in and out. So, you know, it, 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 it's going to help definitely if they can do that through free agency. It shouldn't be all young people. They've got enough young people right now, it seems to me, from that first wave. Uh, I think it's time for them to try to get some people that can contribute more quickly.
0: I 100% agree. I think the, the interesting about Suzuki is I wonder how much of this is them just being precautious because they know they're not going anywhere this year. So let's take your time, mm-hmm. heal. What's the point? Like You need American at-bats, but also we don't yeah. want the pitchers to completely get their book on you so early on. Maybe this is just them mm-hmm. kind of delaying that a little bit. And you bring up an interesting point of mm-hmm. them having a, a bunch of youth already. It is time, next offseason, this winter meetings, these GM meetings coming up after the season's over, after we crown the World Series champion, this front office, this ownership, has no choice but to spend money now. I mean, we know they have a choice. but it, optically, after going after and, and buying Chelsea, trying to buy Chelsea, having all this, yeah. th- this landmark and this, this, you know, becoming a realtor of an organization, just buying up all of Wrigleyville, you have the money. You have the disposable income to go get guys on your roster. And I wanted to bring this up to you because, again, you're always looking not only at what's on the field now but into the future. And here on the Sports Cubicle with Dan Marver, Devin Single, Paul Chivari, and myself, Mike Mercado, we like to stay in the moment. But when you have a team like the Cubs right now where it's not just about the moment, it's about moments that they're going to try to build for the future. If I gave you, if we were going to Vegas and I told you the over-under was 70%, Let's go even low. I think it's more 50-50. So let's go 60. 60% that the Cubs will go after a Juan Soto or a Trey Turner this coming up offseason. Do you think that's more likely or less likely to happen 365 days from now?
1: (laughs) Uh, That's what you and I are hoping for. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the next move. I mean, uh, it it seems pretty obvious to me that that they need to do that. I mean, you're not planning for 2030. I mean, <laughs> I, think, I think they want, I think they want to win before that. I mean, very loyal fan base, you know, so I think they, it's like, unfortunately uh, they, they they're used to losing, you know, they even, except for the one year, but uh, I don't think, I don't think this current fan base will be like the ones in the sixties, you know, in the seventies that accept losing every year. We got to, we got to get back to the playoffs, uh, you know, before, before 2025 hopefully
0: i think that's a great year you put it on 2025 is the cutoff because if you look at the the fan base right now they go to the big games they go when the weather is nice i mean of course wrigley wrigley field is amazing north side of chicago has some great spots i mean chicago all has some great spots but during the summer if you want a cold brew ski there's nothing better than going to wrigley field but they need i think this fan base has learned they don't have to go to a Reds game, a Pirates game. They don't have to go see the Colorado Rockies. They want to see championships. They want to see playoff appearances. Look at this. Our fan base that we've been alive have seen only one championship. But we saw a lot of winning baseball from 2015 all the way to 2020. Whether it ended in championships or not, this is something you grow accustomed to. And we're seeing how much like you get anxious. We're seeing what's happening in the South Side right now. This is You have to be able to strike when the iron's hot, and you have to be able to take that leap of faith when you think you're almost there. And the fan base is not going to wait for you. The fan base has too many other options. The Bulls are getting good. If the Bears find themselves their quarterback in Justin Fields, like this is all things, there's other things to find entertainment in. All the different apps, all, the Cubs have no choice but to make themselves relevant again and not be lovable losers. And I think you really hit on that point strongly.
1: Yeah and the other thing is is there's a lower bar for making the playoffs now with six teams instead of five. Yeah. I mean you make it a, a, a 500 or slightly below 500 team that makes it in, in one of the leagues and uh, particularly next year when there's a uh, interleague play is expanded you may yeah. have one league that ha- that dominates in interleague play and you may have m- multiple teams below 500 in one of the leagues that make the playoffs so well, it's it's you never know it's just the way, way it is and it's not you know it, it's not even really balanced when you're talking about the wild cards because everybody has their supposed uh, special team they play, Cubs, Sox, obviously, Mets, Yankees. But every team has a team that they play every year mm-hmm. no matter what. And uh, some are stronger than others, obviously. So you're not even talking apples and apples, you know, so when you're talking about, uh, you know, comparing divisional teams. But, be it as it may, that sixth spot may be something that the <laughs> – you know, I hate to you know, such a low bar like you're talking about the <laughs> – the bulls, of bulls eventually being in a play-in game, but it right. didn't actually happen. But uh, the sixth spot is, is, is you know, is not like a, a tremendous achievement. But it gets you in there, and then you have a best two out of three. And uh, who knows? Even though you know, five and six play all the games on the road. Uh, the way it stands right now, which is also ridiculous. If let's say four and five are tied, and yeah. four is going to get all three games at home, that's stupid. But it, it is what it is. They can get to the sixth spot, I think for 2025 because of the division. Uh, as long as Cincinnati and Pittsburgh stay kind of below the 500 mark substantially, <laughs> you have to just compete, you know, to get in there with St. Louis and Milwaukee, it looks like to me. I mean, Cincinnati you know, right now is lost four in a row, for example, and they don't look like they're uh, going to be any great threats to win the division. And Pittsburgh seems to have been wallowing for years. So uh, the division gives them an opportunity to maybe, you know, sneak in there.
0: And you just, that that's exactly it. It's take advantage of the six seed. Take a, Take advantage of the fact that there's six opportunities for you to make it to the playoffs. Don't even need to be second place in your own division. And on top of that, it's a bad NL Central. With teams that typically don't get really good. This isn't the American League East or the National League East or the, the West. Like this is, this is the division that's usually a three-team race. It's between three teams and it's only a matter of time until the age catches up to The Milwaukee Brewers It's only a matter of time until haters arm falls off. St. Louis is going to be a constant because they're a great organization, but this is your opportunity and you have to strike when you when something like this is given to you. They put it on a silver platter. You six teams make it in the National League and you're in Chicago. There's no excuse for you not to be one of the top six teams in your league. But we want to know your thoughts. The marvelous one has had his scouting and his coaching eye on all this, and he'll make sure he's covering it throughout, up until the final pitch in September. But we want to know your thoughts. Let us know. I'm we're covered. on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're on Twitter at SportsCubicleTV. It's the marvelous one, Dad Marver. It's Devin Tingle. It's Paul Shavari. I'm Mike Ricado.